Oh, wait. I'm recording. I'm recording. Slate the damn thing. I'm recording now, too. Okay, ready for Slate, Roach? Three, two, one. Hear thee, hear thee, and welcome into another episode of the Cheap Beer Podcast, Summer 2020, a retrospective. I am hereby joined by league managers Dustin Sylvia and Brian Roach, a new guest. Welcome, gents. Hello. Hello. This is exciting. So excited to have both of you on. Dustin, you're used to this. Roach, I'm excited for you to be on. Dustin's just always here. I'm old hat. Yeah. He's part of the uh, the podcast game, as they say. No, well, I'm excited because the last time we tried to do this, you know, it ended up um, Dustin and I and Tim, you know, our attempt to fill in for you one weekend and, you know, yada, 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 Tim passes out 20 minutes into the recording. Um, (laughs) so I'm glad to be doing this for real and without the aid of redacted. Wow. Okay. (laughs) We're we're already redacting things. I like it. That is probably smart because these minutes are on the record. Anyone can review them if they ask for it. It's like the CIA. If you ask, we have to pass it along. All right. So tonight, uh, we are going to... Go full speed ahead. We are not going to talk about the pandemic at all and the fact that the NFL most likely probably won't happen. Uh, We are going to pretend that we are counting down the weeks for all of us to get together for draft weekend in order to build excitement, to build on what Dustin has uh, helped us define as a rivalry-based three years I thought it would be an excellent time to uh, look back and and talk about sort of where we have been as a league, as teams in the last six years, uh, because I have put a lot of work in on all of these different record books uh, and the amount of times Tim has asked me where he can access them means that I don't think that many people are accessing them. So we are no, here. No, no, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. With- I'm sorry to interrupt you. Tim is a Luddite. Um, you don't need to <laughs> wow. base your, your judgment. We said it off air. You know, he doesn't even have a Netflix account. Yeah, that's true. You don't have a Netflix account, Tim. I don't. Why are you a part of this league? Anyways, um, I put in all this work. What should have been Roach's punishment work, Brian, I, I don't know if you have any thoughts on that, but that was your punishment work that you never did. Uh, but I went, went ahead and did it. And here we are, and I'm going to make you talk about it. <laughs> I'm excited to finally hear Roach's take on this. No, you know, I, I, you know, I think the league deserves an explanation. Finally have my own platform. Um, I think it was the perfect storm. If I could sum it up best, I think it was the perfect storm of um, sadness. Uh, also <laughs> with a mix of lack of interest and a denial 
of my failures. Um, I had a lot of soul searching to do, not only that summer, but summers before. So, you know, um, I think that my performance in the league and with extracurricular activities, you know, it was just another stage, a stage in life, a transitional stage in life in which, you know, laziness and apathy reigned. But now, after having a winning season, you know, we're here, we're rejuvenated. You know, I think we're going to have a championship within a year or two. So, wow. You know, um, you do know what division you're in, right? You you know the divisions that Dustin revealed on the last podcast, and all of the people in your division are winners, and then you. Yes, but okay, so that's I can't argue with the facts, at least as they are laid out statistically. But what I can say is, watch the fuck out when I care about something. Because mm. this year I cared. Last year I cared, and you saw the jump I made. So it took us five years to get Roach to care about cheap beer, Dustin. That's what it sounds like to me. <laughs> it takes five years to get Roach to do anything. It really does. It really does. <laughs> I have to develop. I have to first accept the thought, and then I have to develop my own way of doing it. <laughs> it's kind of like the five stages of grief. It's the oh. five stages of Roach. You have to, he has to. He's denial first. He, all he does is deny that he wants to do anything. And then eventually, you know, well, then he gets angry about it. <laughs> and then eventually acceptance is way down the line. Yeah. Five years down the line, huh? Five years. You forgot sadness. Sadness is before acceptance. Oh, yeah, yeah. That's why I said way down the line. I mean, most of that middle ground is just the depression and um, yeah, just complete <laughs> despair. The wallowing. The wallowing. I, I can understand the wallowing. I've been there this past year, so I get that. However, um, before we go too far off the rails, uh, I don't accept your apology. Just FYI, you, you still... Oh, I didn't apologize. <laughs> oh, all right. Well, <laughs> I was just stating my reasoning. <laughs> Rochi, do you have any regrets in, in regards to not doing the stat book or anything for that matter? Well, no, I think the regrets lie in just, you know, not trying because, or not trying as hard as I could have, because look at it, three years of failure, you know, I shouldn't have even accepted one year of last place, three years in a row, that's abhorrent, you know, looking at the stats, you know, I had, you had them all nice and visually, thanks to Brandon's efforts, you know, see, that's, it's a good leader, good leaders step up, um, it's, it's, I really see it now and the impact it's almost hard to it's almost you know it's it's like watching a a, a car crash it's just it's hard to look away but it's hard to watch you know the numbers are just abhorrent let's not go into them yet but we've got a whole agenda that we are going to go through momentarily but to set the stage uh last week dustin revealed his method of madness for our new divisions uh our league doors have been opened uh, so after months of snow and just general abuse, the league doors have been parted. You can enter into the league. I went ahead and named the divisions. So I want to hear your thoughts on this. Going along the darkest timeline, uh, we have Blanketsburg and Pillow Town from the uh the, the paintball the episode. episode the, 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 the pillow i think that's episode. that's very appropriate i love it um i do want to throw out as an option Ooh. so tim roach and i listened to the last episode together because roach hadn't listened to it yet 
as we covered before we started recording. Five years, baby. Anyways, Tim actually said he likes he likes the names Division A and Division B. Of course he does. <laughs> uh, no. Just as an option. Well, we can put it to a vote. How about that? Yeah. As we do for all, all important things. I'm sure Michael Bolton won't vote. I'm sure Tim will be the last person to vote. Kevin will be first. Kevin will be first, because what the fuck goes on in Wisconsin anyways? Um, all right, so to start, uh, during this episode, we will have a breakdown of the league standings. Um, we are going to go into head-to-head notes, so how we've done individually against each other, as well as go a little more in-depth. Uh, we're going to talk about playoffs. Yes, playoffs. We're talking about playoffs uh, and sort of where everyone reigns there. It's written stylistically like that in the notes, too. You know, playoffs. Playoffs. It's, it's fun. You got to tail off at the S. Playoffs. Playoffs. <laughs> <laughs> the, people, the people above, below, and to the left of me are probably wondering what the fuck that noise was. <laughs> <laughs> I always wonder that with you. They're going to have a lot more questions over the next 30 minutes, I'm sure. They definitely I'm will. Excited. All right. So to help everyone understand where we are as a league. Um, I put together a list of records that you can find in Google Drive. If anyone wants it, I will post it again to the Facebook Messenger group. Uh, But right now, Nick is our most winning player at a record of 43-34-1, thanks to Mike's love of ties um, and our league's ability to vote that in. Uh, Dustin and Joel are a half game back of Nick. Sean is a game back. Jose and Tim are a game and a half back. So guys, we have six teams that are within two games after six years of each other. I, I honestly find that astounding at how close the top half of the league is. That's parody right there. It's insane. Um, I really would not have expected that. No, um, I'm actually astonished looking at it now. Um, first of all, the fact that Tim and Jose are even in this mix um, in some of the scraps I've had with them, you know, it just doesn't feel like they were top of the crop teams. Um, but here they are. Seriously, though, six teams within a game and a half of each other um, really speaks to the not only the parity of this league, but, you know, the, the give a shit factor, which I am excited to, to raise this year. <laughs> well, you're, you're on your way there. But one of the things I, I do, I found interesting. Tim has never had a season better than eight and five, but never worse than six and seven. Wow. Consistent. So he is, yeah, he is your optimal uh, high floor, low ceiling kind of player. Joel, on the other hand, is buoyed by the fact that he went 11 and two in 2018 that's the best record anyone has had in the regular season but otherwise he has never won eight games nine games ten games he's either seven and six six or seven or eleven and two i just it's just very interesting how everyone got here um and i think last year especially nick and sean uh being awful has allowed dustin joel jose and tim to really catch up well, no, it's uh, you go back to the consistency of Tim. It reminds me of NASCAR driver Mark Martin, who they called Mr. Consistency. Um, 
No. Here we have a frozen screen on a wide open melt primer. As he was talking about NASCAR. In the middle of a NASCAR plug. Oh my god. Are we back okay. yet? Where did, where did I lose you? Right in the middle of naming the NASCAR driver. Literally as you said NASCAR. My screen was like, nope. They were like, this isn't that kind of show. All right. NASCAR driver. I was going to say, you look at the consistency that Tim has, you know, been able to put up year after year. Reminds me of NASCAR driver Mark Martin, who they called, funny enough, Mr. Consistency. He never finished. (laughs) Wait, wait, wait. Time out. Why is that funny? Hold it's it. I don't know. You're the ones laughing. <laughs> this is a sports stat. <laughs> I just don't think I've ever heard anyone say Mr. Consistency funny. It's a funny nickname, right? <laughs> I think I would guess he meant funny enough as in because Tim is consistent. Is that where you're getting? Oh, yes, exactly. He's it. consistent, Sorry. and they okay. call it yeah, Mr. Consistency. So funny enough, they call him Mr. Consistency. But he never finished higher than second and never finished lower than 11th. Just always right in the mix through his 20-year career. Never won a championship. Is Mark Martin still driving? No, um, he retired in 2014. I think his greatest accomplishment was driving the Viagra car from 2001 (laughs) to 2006. The more you know. All right, so speaking of Viagra, Jeff now has the worst record in cheap beer. So, Brian, do you have anything to say about the fact that you are now the third, you're 10th now, as opposed to 11th, which I think you've been in the majority of your life? Yeah, well, you know, um, thanks for reminding me. (laughs) I'll say this. It's not a position I want to be in, but I am grateful that my efforts and my improvements led to, within one year, led to me crawling out of the overall basement. Um, I think we had a really creative draft approach last year, and I'm ready to take it up uh, a creative notch again this year with our new formula, <laughs> R. I should... Who's R? My new formula, which is a wonderful <laughs> <Yeah>, melding. <wait. laughs> Who's working on this? He's definitely cheating. He's got Matt Millen in the background. (laughs) No, no. Whoever you've been using, you should probably fire. Matt Millen ruined a once proud Detroit franchise. Um, No, seriously, it's taking creativity and, you know, backing some of it up with these lovely stats. um, I'm really excited for this year's draft. I really think you're going to see a team that, you know, might make you think, oh, what's this high and bloom approach? Like, what's this guy doing? But, you know, it's going to make sense in the end. What's that? What's it called? The what approach? A high balloon? High and bloom. He's the new GM of the Red Sox, who is the architect of the Tampa Bay Rays resurgence. I did not know that. That's right. Yeah. I'm sorry, he's the chief baseball o- chief baseball officer. Uh, to kind of echo that point, Roach, this was your first winning season since 2014. So you had gone five years without a winning season. I'm, I'm impressed. You're, you might be coming around. We'll see. Jeff, had, we thought, was coming around in 2017 and 18 and then collapsed in 19. But I also wonder if, if the reason that you did so well is because you avoided draft weekend. 
and the shenanigans that go with that. So I really don't know if I can take you seriously until you show up for a draft weekend and come away with a winning record. That you know, I never considered that. Um, you know, especially you know, last summer. My decision not to attend the draft was a hard one, you know, I understand that. But, you know, this year I'm ready to prove that with the right approach of data, creativity, and avoidance of physical challenges. <laughs> what physical challenges have we done during the draft? You mean wiffle ball? That's I don't know, but for, for whatever reason, I'm expecting some kind of gauntlet to, um, you know, ham- hamper the prospects of my creative yet analytically supported draft. Hmm. We'll see. <laughs> okay. One of the, the, the guys that you're close to is, uh, is Kevin. And Kevin is, I have to admit, the most interesting manager we have, mostly because he does not devolve into the uh, partisanship that our, our podcast loves to deploy. But he has the ninth best record and is a two-time champion. So, Roach, you are only three games back of Kevin from overall aptitude within the regular season, but Kevin's won two championships. How do you rate a championship up against the fact that he, ha- he is usually not very good in the regular season? I don't know what you- how you guys feel about that. I look at, and I think the first team that like, I really, on a serious level, this, this kind of clicked, this you know, approach kind of clicked with me was the 2007 Colorado Rockies, a team that had no fucking business making the Major League Baseball playoffs, but nearly came away with a title, one of the most incredible runs in history. And that's the whole point of this. You got to be good when it counts. And I haven't. That's for true. Even last year, you know, I can tout, you know, eight and five. That's fucking awesome. You know, I still feel good about it, but I was not good when it counted. Um, And, you know, some folks are better than others at just locking in and uh, kind of leveling up when they need to backs against the wall, you know, other cliche type shit, but seriously, it's, it's, uh, it's, it speaks more to the success of the manager than I think anything, you know, luck or anything like that. Interesting. I, I feel like you have to rate the championships pretty high, but it's hard in fantasy. You, you get lucky three weeks in a row or two weeks in a row. If you win the division and then you're a champion, Whereas, you know, with uh, someone like Nick, uh, who's won a championship but is our best record, I'm more scared of when I play Nick than I am with Kevin. So I think I don't count championships very highly within fantasy. No, I I agree with you because to to even get into the playoffs, you have to make it through the regular season. And you have to be worried uh, when going up against anyone in that, apparently anyone in the top six. (laughs) No, seriously. Well, not anyone, because we'll get to that when we get to the playoff section and so overall ineptitude within the playoffs. Some other notes. You can chime in at the end, either of you. Uh, division winners, Dustin, Sean, and Mike have all won their division twice. I have to admit, I found Mike being a, division, a dual division winner very interesting. I did not realize that he had been that good within the regular season when he is good. But I think he has, over the years, started to put it together, um, which is, is disheartening. He seems to, he's very much one of those seesaw types, where he'll be 5-8 and eight one year, then 8-5, and five, then 5-8, five and eight, then 9-4, and four, then he wins a championship, then he's 4-9, and nine, then he was 9-4 and four last year. So he literally does the opposite record every year. 
So we're expecting 2020. Yeah. He's going <laughs> to suck. It's going to be a valley for sure. I really do. I feel like Mike is a player that he's an emotional player. And so when he feels like his back is against the wall, he comes hard. When he's fat and happy, he falls apart. Um, and I feel like I wonder if that happens every year, which is why he keeps going back and forth. I could buy that. I could buy that. Buy that 100%. Dustin, do you have any any uh, words of wisdom that you want to share about being a, a, a dual division winner? One of three? Yeah, guys, it's all about the waiver wire. I say it every year. The draft mm-hmm. doesn't matter. And I, I will go wow. to the grave with that. I think right. most of my teams are pretty much garbage by week four. And then I have to rebuild half of it. And that's and then that's why I always have a late push at the end of the season. I'll usually be like four and six, but then I'll end up seven and six because all my waiver wire pickups eventually pay off down the line. And I'm, that's uh, unfortunately hasn't helped me yet in the playoffs very much, but, uh, you know, it gets me to the playoffs. It's true. You're number two in our rankings right now. Um, and then overall ineptitude, Dan and Jeff, three times they have finished last in their divisions. Uh, mm. So you can basically count on one of them finishing last, which... Still true this year. One of them probably will finish last in 2020, I have to admit. Right? They're both in the same division. Yeah. <laughs> that's going yeah, to be some heated competition. That's going to be, you know, the, the e-broadcast crew on the 1 o'clock Fox game on Sunday. <laughs> the equivalent of that. Uh, who is your e-broadcast team, Roach? Who would you put in that? I would... Oh, that's a great question. I think knowing the Fox roster, you'll grab one of the young bucks. So who's young? Uh, it's I wouldn't insult Alex Faust by putting him in this position, but any and Chris any, Sims. Oh Sims! Oh, you definitely. So no, if that'd be NBC. Um, oh, that's NBC. no NBC has a shit lineup of analysts, and I could do a whole <laughs> podcast on that. No, I think Fox is. <laughs> Ooh, Fox's E-team would be um, Don Crickey, who used to do Patriots preseason games, and Matt Millen. Ooh, do hate Matt Millen. <laughs> I don't have any idea who Don Crinky is, I'm going to be honest. <laughs> Actually, no, he's, I, was just try, I was trying to think of an older fill-in, but I'm going to replace him with Dick Stockton, who's like legitimately 90 years old and yeah. still doing it. I thought he was CBS. No, Stockton's Fox. Um Mm. I always got that. I got him and Vern Lundquist confused for a while, but what? Come on, I love Vern. Don't do Vern that, like that. That was before I started studying. You know, the, or I shouldn't say the art. studying, following yeah, the <laughs> art, the art of play-by-play. Do you think is it more of a science or an art, Rich? <laughs> I think it's a combination of data-driven uh, research and a little dash creativity. You know, much like my strategy this year uh, when it comes to draft time. All right. Well. Now that we know what the E-team is. First and down and first, Kyler Murray. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, it's a fumble. (laughs) (laughs) And the Cardinals recover. I mean, the Falcons recover. (laughs) Why have you not done this whole podcast in different voices? Come on. That's why I had you here. It's never too late to start. 
Uh, I wish I did my Colorado Rockies comparison falling on my face in Dick Stockton voice. That would have been more appropriate. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But yeah, I just wanted to quickly, because I realized that I never actually answered your question last episode, which is like if I took um, past performance into account making the divisions. The answer was a wholehearted no, I did not. It had (laughs) nothing to do with keeping these divisions even at all. It was completely rivalry-based. And so just wanted to make sure that was known across the league that it is what it is. And I I think it was readily apparent by all of us that you did not. (laughs) Now, that's a great example of a somewhat data-informed decision with a whole big heap in creativity. I think that was not data-driven at all. I think it was creativity. Hmm. There was some data, a little bit. I, I have a color-coded list of how, and it shows how it's weighted. And I think you'll find, you'll come around and, and see that it was very data-driven. Mm, all right, all right. Uh, I'll take your word for it, mostly because our listeners can't see anything. Yeah, I'll send you a memo. Oh, nice. Make sure to include the cheap beer header, please. Uh, we want to make sure that all of our memos are properly branded. Roach knows what I'm talking about. It's about repetition. (laughs) That's right. Anyways, moving on, let's transition into head-to-head matchups. So, as a part of the the Cheap Beer Player Records, we also have a section devoted to how each individual has done against another person. And guys, uh, as Roach would say, the data doesn't lie here. Tim dominates Sean, which is honestly astounding to me. Um, You look across the board, no one is as close uh, in a domination level as Tim when he plays Sean. I don't know what he says to his men to get them fired up in that week that they play Sean, but eight and one, eight and one across six years. Sean has won one time. I believe it was last year. I have to admit of all of the pairings, that was not the one that I expected to see domination. in. I'd be interested to see where the match, um, back half of the season, does are there matchups mm. more common on the back half of the season? Because Tim always seems to make a late run, and we've seen Sean fade a few years um, in that second half of the season. So I'd be interested to see if you know where their matchups lie in terms of the calendar. Or alternatively, is it were these games early on in the season because Sean has a history of losing his number one or number two pick in the first week of <laughs> the year? And so maybe uh, before he's rebuilt, that's when he plays Tim. So could go either way. Yeah, that's a good point. It is, it is interesting because of six years, you would expect everyone has played each other six times at minimum. They've played each other nine times. So there are a couple of years they've played twice. We'll get to ineptitude in playoffs and, and Tim's overall lack there. So I have to imagine they haven't played each other in the playoffs very often. It's, it's just... Very interesting to me that that is the most one-sided rivalry within cheap beer, and it's not close. Roach, I dominate you, six to one. Nick dominates Dan. I mean, that's the best overall record versus the yeah. second worst. 
and Kevin dominates Tim. We all know Tim's hatred for Kevin. Um, but you, I feel like the Tim-Sean matchup does not really get much airtime, and it really should. Yeah, 8-1 and one just... I mean, six and one feels, you know, brutal, but eight and one just, I can't imagine how that feels. Um, <laughs> I feel like you can imagine similar levels of getting your ass kicked over the years. <laughs> yeah, but that one actually, that one really surprises me overall. Um, it, it's, you just wouldn't expect it. Um, it's like one of those underappreciated secondary rivalries in sports. Yeah, I I just found it very interesting that, and it, it surprised me because I believe Dustin, when we had Sean on, Tim was not in Sean's uh, list of potential rivals that he ultimately despised. And I feel like if I lost to a man eight times, I would hate that man. Let's see. So Sean ranked Tim number four. No, well, all right. So it's there. It's like you said. Roach, it, he's, it's underbrewing. We just we're bringing it to the forefront. Exactly, and I think though, you know, it's it's honestly hard, you know, to to remember your head to head matchup, seeing it on paper. You know, I wouldn't have figured some of these to be true. What are some other ones that you didn't uh, figure to, to to be true? Well, I'm not going to jump ahead in the agenda. There, there's a big market tease there, but we'll get to one. Okay. Um, that's the one, of course, I am most interested in. But just taking a quick scan. Okay, so Jose, 7-3 and three versus Mike. I actually would have figured that to be closer. Knowing Mike's on-again, off-again success. And, well, same bit of inconsistency. You have a little bit of inconsistency with Jose, too. Let's see, anything else that's as shocking? Um... I am I am very proud that I am six and three against Jose. I feel really good about that. Yeah, I mean, fuck Jose. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, I I think that's some, definitely something to be proud of. I know for me, uh, I I have to admit I was shocked that I my worst matchup is Joel. Uh, I I did not have that in my head at all that uh, I'm three and six against Joel. It's just odd to me. Um, but it was also odd to me that he's tied for, with you, Dustin half game back and Nick I just don't feel like Joel strikes that much fear um, but he beat me last year to not get last uh, so maybe I, I need to start paying more attention to him well yeah I mean if I'm look, looking at the uh, the columns of us me and Joel I have three losing records but Joel has four losing records and a tie record so clearly like head to head wise I win more often it looks like mm. so I could see how Joel you wouldn't think of him immediately as being a like, oh, I'm going to lose to Joel this week. Because, like, a lot of people have, I mean, half the league has a winning record against him or a tied record against him. So It's true. No, that's a, a good point. And it is funny. Sean has 35 losses, and eight of those are against Tim. So, wow. He's, wow. yeah, that's almost a quarter of his losses are against Tim. <laughs> wild that is wild um yeah so i thought that was interesting uh roach did you you looked like you had something to add i don't know if you did no i was just shocked there's a lot of fucking red in my my columns (laughs) (laughs) yeah so for the people who can't see this but might check it out later uh roach uh 
Roach's two <laughs> winning records are against Jeff and Nick, which I also think is hilarious that Nick uh, Nick's worst overall opponent is Roach. <laughs> do, do we want to jump to that now? <laughs> do we want to jump to that now? Yeah, let's do it. We can we, we'll edit it out. Yeah. I don't know what it is. It, it seems like, I know the last couple of years, it feels like Nick would have like some roster bullshit or injury that, you know, would lead me to victory. But I can't explain this one whatsoever. Um, you know, as it, it's, I have a lot of pride knowing that it's someone you know who is from, who is one of the true Fox Brewerians in this in this league. So you know, a little bit of civic pride there. Um, the six and four against Jeff, you know, that's a winning record, and um, you know, I think the Pirates consistently over the last twenty years have been a better team than the Rays, and they're both in, like the top. Bottom five you do realize this is a football podcast, right? <laughs> you've, you've, you've gone three baseball references and a NASCAR one. <laughs> I caught myself doing that. I go to baseball more naturally than I do football. We haven't um, even said, sorry, I was saying we haven't said your record against Nick yet. Five and two, we said it. I don't think we did. I thought we said it, five and two. Do you, do you, wanna, do you want Dustin to like clip that so you can just have it every time you send it to Nick? Five and two. Oh yeah, five and two. It's gonna be the ringtone. It's just... you want to give me a, a couple wild takes, Roach? Yeah. <laughs> All right, I'm gonna I'm gonna do it in Dick Stockton. Are you ready? Are you ready in the control room? All right, here we go. Two and five. Five and two. Excuse me. Third down. Uh, five and two though. It's fucking great. It's fucking great. To to go back on what we glossed over. Our, our most common matchups are Mike versus Dan, which I was shocked by, uh, and Kevin versus Jose, which I think makes a little more sense. I feel like they've been in divisions together a lot, but I was surprised to see Mike and Dan being a... They play each other twice a year, which I don't think I would have thought. It was interesting as I put this together. There are some people who play each other a lot of times, and then, then like Dustin, you, and Sean, and Joel, and... Don't you play everyone pretty fair amount? Um, so it was interesting to see kind of the dichotomy there. Yeah, are there any um, like very low number of matchups that are now in the same division coming up? So actually, the five least common, four of the five uh, are in the same division. Uh, so oh. that's pretty cool. Well, Jose versus Dan is going to be the least common matchup at the end of three years, unless. Jose falls apart or Dan starts making the playoffs. Dan and Jeff are in the same division. I was shocked to see they'd only played once a year. They're usually last place. But I guess when you're the division loser, you probably have less games. So that, I guess, makes sense. Mike versus Tim. Uh, Former roommates don't play each other that often. Dustin, your big rival with Kevin, you play once a year. I thought that was surprising considering how... uh, Oh, it just shows how much of an impression he leaves on me. That's true. Yeah, that's true. So, And then Sean versus Jose is the other least common matchup, which I also found interesting because I feel like both of them make the playoffs a fair amount, um, and they don't play each other but once a year. Yeah, it looks like who's yeah, my least common is Jose. Wow, interesting. I've only played Jose six times. That's a seven-burger with Nick when I'm five and two. Um... <laughs> that's it. That's the take we'll use. <laughs> <laughs> I could do it again. <laughs> yeah, I think that 
Uh, it's pretty. I'm gl I'm excited that that is something that you addressed, Dustin, in your divisions. Yeah, you're welcome. Yeah, world. So it's literally just Jose and Dan. That's that's going to be our least common matchup as a league, which I think the viewers are probably okay with. <laughs> that's not a, a matchup I I dream about. Yeah. No kidding. No, that that that's getting moved to the Amazon, <laughs> the, the Amazon web stream feed. No, that's going straight to Yahoo. Yeah, yeah, Yahoo Screen or whatever it was. <laughs> I have to admit, Mike versus Dan twelve times. I, I can't imagine they had many viewers for that twice a year matchup. <laughs> oh, that you know what that is? That is a late season, early Saturday game. Yeah, I can see that. The NFL Network special with Rich Eisen's Yuck Fest, three hours. Do not let him do play-by-play, -play, please. I'm smart, but I'm funny. It's third down. Fuck um, uh, Some overall numbers. Four teams, or four players, worst head-to-head -head record is against Nick. I don't think that comes as a surprise to us. Two are against Joel or Sean. Those are the most common people. Dan uh, is the easiest team to play. Three teams have their best record against Dan. Jesus. And then Mike, Tim, and Roach, uh, two teams have their best record. So that's, what, six, nine of the 12 teams I've taken care of there. It's either Dan, Mike, Tim, or Roach uh, that do well. I don't think that shocks anyone. I was surprised that... Jeff is not in there as the worst record in cheap beer. Uh, only one team, I think, has their best record against Jeff. Yeah, but also, wait, let's not gloss over this stat. The only person <laughs> that it. Jeff has... Yeah, I'm not letting you get away with this. I just saw this. The only person that Jeff has a winning record against is who, Brandon? Who oh, it? God. It's me. <laughs> it's me. I don't know how that is true. I do. It's very sad. Because you're trash. Eh. I can't wait to play him. I didn't realize that or I would have made him higher than fourth. I hate Jeff now. <laughs> oh, I got to beat him twice. I think I play him twice this year. Um, so if I beat him twice, then I can get that shit into gray. I won't have to worry about that stupid stat. But yeah, Sean is the only player who uh, his best record is against Jeff. Playoffs are bad. What, what's that? You kidding me? What, 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 what's that? Playoffs! What, what's that? You kidding me? All right, boys. We're at the playoff time. And, and Roach, this is where you and I get to uh, laugh at our other <laughs> co-host guests' expense. Oh, jeez. Dustin and Tim are terrible, guys. Terrible in the playoffs. Let's see here. Tim is wow. two and six, uh, and Dustin is three and six. Uh, and for Dustin, I believe you only have one. I think two of those wins are just buys, right? You only have one win against an actual human, and that's <laughs> the same thing is true for Tim. He only has one actual win um, as opposed to getting a buy in the first round. Yeah, and apparently my only win is against Tim, so I guess it's not really saying much. <laughs> oh, goodness. I will say, though, Dustin has won two divisions. So because of the record-keeping that we do, uh, that accounts for two wins for Dustin, 
I'm not sure Tim has ever won a division, so I I don't think that that. Yeah, this is a bullshit statistic. Also, I won the league the year before we got stats, so that eliminates three wins at least. That's so, true. You know what? This is all it's bullshit. I don't know. We didn't have the, the the teams that we have. We we expanded or we reformatted, realigned. Yeah, Tim has never won a division, so I don't know why I thought he had two wins. I also play my I play my best fantasy football after I get kicked out of the playoffs. I, you know, I really uh I really turn it on after I've been eliminated. Mm, that's that's exactly what you want as a manager. <laughs> what were you gonna say, Brian? Well, it's. It's not as timely, but I was going to say to sneak a topical record in off your off your data inconsistency point, um, I'd still rather have this data than the Florida coronavirus number data. Oof. Brian, you know people are dying. I was talking about how they cook the books, not about the deaths. Oh, got it. Sorry, you're right. <laughs> now... I'll close the iPad to signify <laughs> how proud I am of my joke. It had nothing to do with deaths. Well, it kind of does, because they're cooking their death books. Well, that's because they're horrible. They're horrible people. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> uh, is that the name of this episode? Florida, they're horrible people. <laughs> I I do love the fact that Tim and Dustin just can't hang in the playoffs. It makes me happy. Me too. Roach, uh, the next bullet point here is you ha- You are the only person who has not won a game in the playoffs. You're 0-1. That's a fact. And I think I've, adjust- I've addressed this point uh, several times already in the podcast. You know, I think uh, with a refreshed attitude and a playoff appearance, you know, um, last season. Um, after building off a season in which I didn't finish last, after building off three last place seasons, um, I'd like to think the next logical step is a playoff win. You know, I think um, I got I got upstart Tennessee Titans written all over me. You know, there's a Mike Grable spirit inside of our team this year. Um, uh, you know, only if you cut off your dick if you don't win the play, the Super Bowl. Isn't that what he said he would I'm, do? No, I'm not. I, there will be no dick sacrifice. Um, there will be no dick sacrifice. Um, we'll leave it there. So, um, <laughs> otherwise, I would like to emulate my Vrabel and the upstart Titans, especially with my creative yet data-driven approach. Mm. That sounded like a sales pitch, and I just want to laugh at the fact that you're 0-1 in the playoffs. I think that's great. Oh, no, I'm, ju- I'm just making sure my messaging remains consistent throughout. Uh, Jose on the opposite end is our best playoff team. He is eight and four. Um, that also includes buys. So all of these playoff records include buys. Do you guys think I should not include buys? I don't know how, how to denote buys. I feel like you should be rewarded for getting a buy, but I don't know. No, I think you didn't. Cause you didn't I think win. you have to. Ca- <laughs> what? Hey, either of you, are you going to finish your point? No, I just I'm said sorry, no. The, I said you shouldn't count it. <laughs> <laughs> the visual cues are what throwing me off, but... The answer's no, Brandon, because they didn't play a game. No, 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 but no, Brandon has a point. How are you... What? How How else can you count that in statistics? Um, I guess you could just have skewed numbers, but, you know, maybe you have a separate buy statistic that's close to it. 
So yeah, have a second. I don't think it's important. A second set of data close it's to just five. Yeah. Okay. Do you want to do you want to take the lead on that, Rich? Compiling no. That data? <laughs> no, I, yeah, I, I know that's not going to happen. I don't like numbers. I don't like spreadsheets. That does not seem to be true. Okay, well, you, you got me there. I like it on draft weekend. Otherwise, I don't like numbers or or, or data, really. Only for football. <laughs> Someone who does like data is Jose, because he's won, he has eight playoff wins, uh, which include buys, and he's won a couple divisions. Um, he has beaten Dustin and Mike twice in the playoffs, as well as Tim twice. I... It's just an astounding act of aptitude by Jose to uh, have made the playoff, have 12 games in the playoffs, basically. He's made the playoffs pretty much every year except the year that David Johnson got hurt in the first half of the first game uh, when he finished last that year. It's just impressive. Uh, eight playoff wins is, is pretty gosh darn impressive. This is where, you know, my whole point, you know, playing when it mattered, um, bringing it where, when it counts, you know, really rings true. Um, again, it's a cliche, but, you know, Jose just is a consistent playoff performer. Yeah, the, cha- I mean, the championships, that number may not be as robust as he wants, but he knows how to fucking manage his, he knows how to manage his team in the playoffs. Can we talk about how almost every time Jeff makes it to the playoffs, he wins? It's insane. Which is, I guess, was one season last year. Yeah. Oh, and Kevin. Kevin is also another one. Kevin is six and one in the playoffs. He, if he makes it, you better fucking watch out. Same with Jeff. The two of them. Uh, yeah. I've only made the playoffs twice, and it's really bumming me out when I looked at that. One was the first year when I made it to the championship game, and then I made it one year and then lost immediately. Uh, it's just sad. It's just sad. I made it one. I've made it like what once? So yeah, literally once. <laughs> You've never won. <laughs> this is this is some great data though. I'm, it's going to rekindle my love for it. For data, you just said you hated data like ten minutes ago. I can't keep up with you. It's going to rekindle my love of it overall. You know, maybe I'll start keeping a budget sheet in Excel. Maybe I'll start planning vacations in Excel. Maybe you'll put maybe I'll put goals in Excel, you know. Goals. The data can the data can support more than fantasy football. Rattle off a couple of those rattle off a couple of those goals you're talking about. <laughs> oh man, um I'd like to get a playoff win. Um, I'd like to perfect my chicken noodle and cinnamon soup recipe. Um, I'd like to, I'd like to travel cross country. Maybe at the end of uh, my Subaru's life. You know, those are just a few. There it is. That really spanned the breadth of human emotion. A playoff win, perfect chicken and cinnamon soup, and, and traveling the country. In a Subaru. By the way, in for every, all the listeners at home who had uh, the over-under was 55 minutes before Brian Roach mentioned his Subaru, uh, the, it was over 56 minutes. So, <laughs> Tim, I know he was keeping score at home. I knew Musburger had the under, so I had to fuck him. <laughs> Third down. 
Red Wings ball. That's the Seahawks, excuse me. NHL on Fox Sunday. God bless 90-year-old Nick Stockton. I think he gambles with Musburger. I don't think Dick has any idea what's going on. Uh, so that wraps up uh, a, a deep dive into our individual records against each other, how we have fared as overall players uh, of cheap beer. Um, to let you guys know kind of what I'm thinking, uh, and I've talked to Dustin about this, but I want to release a podcast every two weeks um, that will lead us into a potential draft weekend, God willing. Uh, praise praise the Lord, praise be, anything you want to do there uh, to make sure that the NFL kicks off this year. Praise Jeebus. Um, so next week, or next week. Simpsons reference. <laughs> Um, so in two weeks, uh, I have a part two on this retrospective into cheap beer where we'll dive into individual years, uh, and kind of look overall at records across a team basis. Um, so those, those actual team names, as opposed to the individual player, which we did here today. Uh, and then the third podcast, which would be in a month, I have a list of potential changes Two cheap beer that I would love to discuss. Uh, we had Roach on today. This is one of his first appearances on Cheap Beer Podcast Network. You might say it's his first. It is his first. That is correct. If you are interested in joining one of those two upcoming podcasts, please let me know. I always enjoy having other people on. Um, Dustin is our most common co-host guest, uh, and Jeff is definitely second there, but if you, the listener, are interested in joining, let me know. I'd love to have you on. Please text hashtag more roach to 858516. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, if you enjoyed having roach on this episode and you'd like to hear from him again, please dial in. You enjoyed having roach on and want him back for part two. <laughs> Message and subscription fees required. Brandon, can you make a poll on the Facebook group of do you want Roach to come back on another appearance? <laughs> Roach, did you have fun? Would you say this was a fun experience for you? Oh, this this was great. You know, brought some yucks. You know, we we, we were introduced to Dick Stockton. Oh, um, <laughs> you know, I thought we had a great time. <laughs> That's true. So if you want to hear Dick Stockton on this podcast again, you have to tell Roach you want him back. To, to end here, there are two housekeeping items. Um... Right now, I use Buzzsprout to publish this podcast. So one of the thing, great things about Buzzsprout is I believe I get two hours of content every 30 days, um, which should be fine for the off-season. But if we're doing this every week, it is going to be hard to stay under two hours of content every 90 days. I think it's every 30 days. might be 90. And the episodes delete after 90 days so episode one on frenemies is scheduled to be deleted from the internet in 70 days in order to keep it on i'm sorry i I just looked up pictures of dick stockton and i'm losing my shit (laughs) i'm glad brian is listening to me um it's not good when when the guy who's on the podcast with you is not paying attention 
It was jarring. It's <laughs> Come on, he's a fine looking man. No, it... he's just old. Exactly. He looks like he's, you know, kind of stretched out for television, if you know what I mean. No, what does that mean? <laughs> a little Botoxed up, a little pinned back. Who are you to judge? Yeah, How Jesus Christ. You? When are you getting Botox, Roach? I shouldn't judge. You're right. It's just fun. That's why I was laughing hysterically. <laughs> Sorry. I thought you were laughing at... Uh... Frenemies. When Brandon was like, frenemies, it's going to be <laughs> deleted. And you were like, as if you gave a shit. <laughs> yeah. uh, no, um, I seriously do have an, an opinion on this, though. Oh, you do? <laughs> I can't wait yeah. to hear it. Yeah. No, I think SoundCloud's the best way to go. If you can if you could do a monthly and we we all find a way to chip in. I, I love it, yeah. personally. So there you go. It's like $12 a month. People are interested in paying one a dollar a month, having that added into our overall cheap beer fees for the year. Um, I'd say listening to these is worth at least $3 a month. Yeah. You know, so it's really, you're getting a deal. If you act now, we'll throw in a cheap beer tote bag with Bud Light and peanuts. It's a wonderful gift. Nothing says gifts like tote bags. Uh, my other question... Um, I know that the the data I put together is not in the most eloquent form, and I was thinking about starting a website like your dad does, Dustin, where all this could be hosted. I don't feel like that would take a while, but I was interested in thoughts before we wrapped up. Yeah, I do not recommend you do what the Dragon Master does because he basically like uploads Excel spreadsheets. To the websites, so when you click at it on your phone, you can't. It's just unusable, the software, like, or the interface. So do something different. But I do think having, maybe you could do like a Wix or a Squarespace. I don't know. All right. I might do that. I just want a centralized hub um, where I can also import all of the posts that I have saved on my computer that are just sitting here um, for anyone to ever be interested in reading. Uh, so I got feedback from Dustin and Brian here, but if you guys would like the podcast, uh, to be more than just a hosting platform and want it to be something that you can reference throughout your time on this earth, let me know if you're interested in a, I support it. It's $12 a month. Yeah. If you support, if you do not support, if you want it to stay free and you don't care that episodes drop off after 90 days, or you want us to cut down to 15 minute episodes, uh, so that we can stay under the two hours every 30, 30 days, let me know. And then I might just make a cheap beer WordPress cause my job is, uh, not that exciting and I have time. It sounds to me like perhaps there's a small chance that you may be reassuming your role as Lord Commissioner this week. Well, I don't. I didn't know if we wanted to do this over uh, a medium that's going to be published, but um, I would be happy to take back the reins this year. But I did not. Oh, thank God! <laughs> Please. <laughs> Please do. Oh, fucking God. Yes. This is this is like that summer that we thought Theo was leaving the Red Sox, and then he came back. It's wonderful. I think, what was that, 2006? Five or six? That's, that's like the biggest compliment I've ever received. Theo was one of my idols as a child, so. 
Excellent. Well, no, your leadership your leadership's unparalleled. It's I've never seen a commissioner actually give this much of a shit. So thank you. Um, we're glad to have you back, Dustin. I'm sure you would have been great. Um, with that oh, being that's, said, that's okay. I don't think anyone's disappointed by this. Well, good. Thank God. I'm glad we have Brandon back. <laughs> well, here's <laughs> here's hoping that we have an actual season for me to commission. Yeah. Oh, and this is good because Brandon, now you can now you can tease something special at the end of this episode so people will actually listen to it. Ooh, that's true. You'd be like, oh, stay tuned for the big news at the yeah. end. Yeah. All right. Um, well, gentlemen, uh, it was great having you both on. Uh, I appreciate the fact that we were able to take this journey back into what our league has evolved into uh, in the past six years. Any parting words of wisdom from you two lords? You know, just stay informed, stay creative, you know? Um, that is a great way to stay informed. So, um, yeah, thanks for listening. All right, everyone. Appreciate your time. Peace and blessings. Bye. Oh, I know. <laughs> <laughs>